You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Anita Marks, that's me. Hour two. Should we, Guys, should we call this the ladies hour since we have Mama Mimi and Cynthia Freeland joining us? This, should we call this like the ladies hour? I think um, that'll work. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? I think we should. I think we should. Uh, without further ado, Mama Mimi joins us on the program. Mom, how you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm great. You played cards last night? I played cards last night, but I did not win. What What did you I play? I tell you, it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful day here. And, you know, I'm about a mile from Homestead Speedway. Uh, you know, we're going to have NASCAR here this weekend. So if you want to see how nice the weather is, you can put that on after 2.30. So, so what's... What's the, what's the race? Um, you know, I'm not into car racing. I I, I don't know. It's NASCAR, or whatever. I don't know. It's NASCAR, it's whatever. I guess I should. Whatever. I guess I should. <laughs> let's let's see NASCAR. Let's see NASCAR Cup Series. And they go around and they go around it on a track. <laughs> is is that is that what they you? do? Is that what they do? They go around I here. NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Uh, November 5th. What they do. Well, you were well, there. Weren't you in a lawnmower race there? No, I don't know were what you you're talking the... about. That could be like an, another daughter from another father. I don't know what you're talking about. That was not me. Okay, never Okay, never mind. Never mind. Okay. okay. Uh, what happened last week with the, the Eagles and the 49ers? What happened? happened? They lost. And this is why any given given Sunday, any given Sunday. That's what I said. (laughs) Really? That's that's what you said? You didn't didn't do too great last week. What did you go? Did you go 0-3 or 1-2? Did you win one? I won one. You won one. One out of three. One out of three. Well, well, listen, that, that was your first week that you went one and three. I, I mean, your previous weeks, you went two and one and three and oh. So, yeah, um, so, so, up until then, you know, yeah, you should be winning a ton of money. Yeah. Well, that would be nice. Wouldn't it? <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, you're I helping other people. Hurricane insurance. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're helping other people win some money, mom. All right, uh, so so let's oh, talk wow, about this week. Be, okay. Before before we get what to the games, <laughs> are you going to let me talk? What's going on here? Before we get to the games okay. that you're going to wager on, let's talk about your Miami Dolphins. This is arguably the game of the week, and that's the Miami Dolphins traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are favored by three, so your Miami Dolphins are getting three on the road, he- heading to Philadelphia. I know this isn't one of your picks. This is not one of your plays, but how do you feel about this matchup? Well, I would not bet this game. Because Why? I think it's going to be even Steven, okay? I-, I would not bet this game at all, okay? And so, um, I-, I would pass on this game. And, so uh, I... <laughs> found out that the Eagles are going to be wearing their frog outfits. Their what outfits? Frogs, 
F-R-O-G-S, their frog outfit. It's, it's their Kelly Green, Mom. It's called Kelly Green. And you are, you are, you are an ex-art teacher. You should know about colors and paint. Kelly Green, Mom. Kelly Green. Okay. You know why they wear Kelly Green? Why? You don't know? <laughs> no, I'm sure you, I am. I am waiting with baby breath. You are going to tell us why do they wear Kelly Green, Mom? Okay, they wear green because they won the uh, they won over the Packers game in 2010. So they celebrate that game. That's why they wear green, Kelly Green. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All right. I'll just uh, I'll take your I'll take your word for it. Okay. Are you ready anyway, for your picks? I, I, I would stay away from this game. I wouldn't bet this game. Yeah, I know. You told us it that already. All right. So let's talk about the games that you are going to bet. And that's the Buffalo Bills going up against the New, New England Patriots. The Patriots are at home. They're getting seven and a half. So they're already up seven and a half points before the game even begins. And the over-under is 40. So they're not expecting a lot of points to be scored here. Windy conditions. Winds are supposed to be above 12 miles per hour, which lends to the under, which is going to be hard to pass the ball with all those things said. Who do you like here, Mom? Okay, the rumor is, okay, this Uh-oh. is a rumor. I don't want anybody to sue me. Is that New England is going to take on this skin? What do you think? You really think Bill Belichick is going to tank? On this game, on purpose. But you really think Bill Belichick is going to tank a game? You really think that, Mom? That's going around so that they can get a better team next year. From dynasty to doorstop. Okay, so so what you're saying is you like Buffalo. Yes, I would take Buffalo. Now, are they going to win more than a touchdown or not? Okay, now, I, I thought the spread was 8.5. It's 7. Do you think that they're going to win more than a touchdown or not? Yes, yeah, I think they will. Okay, all right, so, so, so Mama Mimi's saying lay the 7.5 with the Buffalo Bills. Okay, that's her first game. Uh, her second game, her second game is Seattle. Seattle's at home. Now they are laying the eight and a half. They're going up against the Arizona Cardinals. The over-under is 44 and a half. Who do you like here and why, Mom? Okay, well, the Cardinals are having a losing season, okay? Mm-hmm. And Kyler Murray may play, he may not play. They, they no, he's not. He's not playing. He's not playing this week. He's not. They're hoping that he comes out next week, week eight. He's not playing this week. That's not for sure, Anita, because he practiced <laughs> this week. Okay. okay. I would right. take. I would take Seattle. And I would not. You would take, take Seattle. So, do you think Seattle wins by more than eight and a half points? No. Okay, so you're saying take Seattle on the money line. Done. Okay. Um, Okay, and so now let's move on to your next game, and that is the 49ers. And this is Monday night, and they're going to against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, 
The 49ers are favored by seven. The over-under is 44. Christian McCaffrey looking to extend his touchdown record to 16 straight games. So I do believe he's going to play. Who do you like here and why? Okay, I like the 49ers. Okay, I have a question for you. What is a system quarterback? What does that mean? Good thing you're so pretty um, and you're so cute. Uh, a system quarterback is a quarterback. A system quarterback is a quarterback who uh, can only thrive because he's playing in a certain system. If you take him out of that system and you put him on another team, he would not have as much success. That's what a system quarterback means. Okay. Okay. Well, I, that's what they were talking about, Purdy. And you know, he kind of got hurt last week on his oblique which you told me was his stomach, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So I'm taking the 49ers. I would, I would not take 6.5. So, so you like the 49ers. You like the 49ers, but you don't think that they win by seven? No. Okay. So, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take the 49ers on the money line. So here are mommy, Mama Mimi's picks. Uh, she likes the Buffalo Bills. She's going to lay the seven and a half uh, against the Patriots. Her sources, even though she's not Adam Schefter, is telling her that the Patriots are tanking. So she's going to lay the seven and a half. She's also going to play the Seattle Seahawks on the money line against Arizona. Uh, she's not sure whether or not Kyler Murray is going to play or not. My sources are telling me it's not this week. Potentially it's next week, but you never know. And she's taking the 49ers on the money line against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, if you were to play this as a three-way parlay, uh, it is plus 208. Plus 208. So, Mom, if I put $100 down on this, um, you are winning $208. Okay. Is that check you feel good? Ab- <laughs> I will Venmo you. You feel good about that? That's a lot of margaritas <laughs> at Longhorn. You're gonna mail me cash? <laughs> no, I will Venmo you. That is a lot of mon- that's it's a lot of margaritas at Longhorn, sweetie. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, they're so good. I know. So good, but I can't I drive home. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't drive. Period, home. mom. You're in a wheelchair, sweetie. Uh, well, you know, I can go very <laughs> fast in a wheelchair. I'm a road racer in a wheelchair. You're crazy. I love you. Thank you for joining us as I always. I appreciate you. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, if you put that NASCAR on, you're going to see what a beautiful day it is today. It is okay. a gorgeous day here. Thanks. Rub it in. Appreciate it. Okay. okay. All right. En- enjoy your beautiful day. Enjoy your beautiful day down there in South Florida. Uh, Mama Mimi, again, just to recap, she likes the Buffalo Bills minus seven and a half. Seattle on the money line and the 49ers on the money line that three-way parlay is plus 208 i'm gonna lay a $100 down for her if it does win she wins $208.39 which is quite a few margaritas at longhorn which of course she loves 800-919-3776 we come back we'll continue with your calls joe at metlife you'll be first up nina marks with you 98.7 espn weren't you in a lawnmower race there 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Joe calling in from MetLife. Joe, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. You are the best. Ms. Marks, you are the best. Trust me, you and your mom, they you drive me crazy. But uh, you have to start off with a couple of shots of Johnny Walker Blue in the morning. You know what I mean? If you're going to start the day off right, I see all these guys with their bars open, but Johnny mm-hmm. Walker Blue starts your day. And getting back to the quarterback situation, the, uh, the Giants should have known uh, with Duke. Uh, Dave Brown was a failure. Daniel Jones is a failure. And this kid may un- unbelievable. I hope the Giants lose every game. That kid is unbelievable. Smart, big, and a strong gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, Drake May. I love him. Yeah, Joe, Drake, thanks for the phone call. I call him Mr. May. I got respect. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mr. May. Uh, appreciate the call. Um, listen, I, I, I don't believe that Daniel Jones is a failure uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I just I, I just feel like he's been sold a bag of lemons. Which, by the way, are you guys watching the fall of the House of Usher on Netflix? Have you have you guys seen that yet? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, fantastic, Joe. Harvey, and that would be a big no. Wait, hold, um, hold on. I'm sorry. Say that again. The fall of what? Are you watching? It's a show. It's a show on Netflix right now. It's called Fall of the House of Usher. Oh no. Uh, anyway, it's excellent. I highly recommend it. And uh, the father, who the sh- who the 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 family, uh, really, uh, it, it it's all about him. Pretty, I'm not going to ruin it for anyone. At the end of the day, he sold his soul to the devil to be one of the richest and most successful pers- people on the planet. And uh, and and now it's time to pay the piper. It's based that's on a book, much, right? That's yes, and, and so that's that's the premise of the show. Um, but there's a scene there where um, where he's, something comes up where if you're sold a bag of lemons, what do you do? And it's, it's really, his, his response is excellent. Um, I don't know if you guys can, I, I don't know if it's up there on, on, on YouTube. If you guys can call it up, um, Follow the House of Usher bag of lemons. See if it comes up. We'll have to vent it to make sure there's no uh, bad words in it. And if if not, I'd love to play it at some point in time in the show. Um, 
it's that good. But back to back to Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I just I feel like he is not he's not like last year was was somewhat of uh remnants of him having some type of opportunity, but yet not because what was he working with wide receiver wise Slayton with all due respect, what's Slayton on another team, a legit bottom line two or three. Like this was the year that, you know, he was supposed to come in and, and with Waller and get some more weapons and, and but behind this offensive line and Saquon Barkley being injured, what what do you what do you do with that? Twenty five sacks, fifty one quarterback hits. Now his neck is injured again. I, I, so I, I'm I'm a huge believer in Daniel Jones. I just think this is this is not the place for him. This is not the place. This is not the time for him. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Roosevelt in New Jersey. Roosevelt, welcome in. Hey, thank you, Anita. I've always loved talking to you. But I got a question for you. You just mentioned about the system quarterback. I understand, like, Purdue is a system quarterback, you know, with the 49ers system. You know, if, 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 if probably could only would do the 49ers system. What about a quarterback that, like, for instance, they just got a great – I feel that – I'm a Jet fan. I feel that they got a great – you know, they got a great uh, defense and a great – offensive line, right? But what about the Jets? Any quarterback you put in there, they could win. How do you call that? The gentleman mm-hmm. that the phone is the game manager. I don't think that's not what it is. Yeah, I mean, Roosevelt, I, I don't... I, so, and thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Like, to me, the 49ers, uh, that's a system that I feel that the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL can thrive in. Right, you've got Kyle Shanahan, arguably best offensive coordinator in the NFL slash head coach. Right, solid offensive line, plethora of weapons to work with, hard to fail. Brock Purdy's depth of target is five yards. Just marinating that for a minute. I'm going to repeat it. Brock Purdy's depth of target is five yards. So 80% of the time that he throws a ball, it's no further than five yards. So the, the risk of error or failure in that offense is slim to none. Okay? So, you know, I, I don't look at this Jets offense and say that this is a system offense by any stretch of the imagination. Let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Uh, Ira, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Anita. And you're right. It's definitely not a systems offense. And, you know, how they've handled Zach up until now you can see they're putting a little bit more and more on his plate. I can't believe I'm going to come out and say this. He's actually turned himself to maybe a legitimate backup, maybe. We still have to see more going down the road. But um, they can't keep on winning, you know, counting on four turnovers in special teams. So they got to figure out the red zone, and they're going to have to give, give this kid some more stuff that he could do. But with, with that said, um, he's surprising me where he's gotten to right now. He hasn't made... Yeah, against Kansas City, that fumble, I get it. But besides that, he hasn't made that killer mistake that's cost them a game. And to me, that's progress. Um, are they going to go far? Who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm taking a week to week. I worry about the Giants next week. And, you know, if he could get me into December and I'm playing meaningful football, 
it's more than what I would have ever expected with him as quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ira, I appreciate the phone call, my friend. Um, you know, Zach Wilson has definitely impressed me. Not going to deny that. Uh, you know how I feel about the young man. So uh, just I, I said the Jets would be lucky if they're 3-3 three and three at the end of the first six weeks heading into the bye week. But, of course, that was with Aaron Rodgers, not Zach Wilson. So the fact that they're 3-3 three and three with Zach Wilson, boy, uh, I'm shocked. I'll use the word shocked. 800-919-3776. Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland will join us next on the program. We'll get her takes. What does she think is going to happen uh, with the Giants-Washington game? Also, her expectation for the Jets for the remainder of the season. Can they make it in as a wild card? Uh, we've got some really great games on the slate this week. Detroit going up against the Ravens. The Eagles going up against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Aton and George hang tight. We'll get to your calls as well. Nita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm a road racer in a wheelchair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one thing. It means Cynthia Freeland. Joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. So, Cynthia, uh, true story. I went, it's, it's raining here for like the uh, 10th straight Saturday uh, in, in New York. And so no pickleball for me this morning. <clears throat> so I'm subject to SoulCycle. And so I was sitting waiting for my SoulCycle class. And this song came on this morning. Well, I was waiting to go into my class, and I, and I thought about you, and I was just like, yeah, I get Cynthia on Saturday morning. Yeah, this is her walk-up song. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It just means it's going to be an extra good day, extra good pick. So our good friend Stacy Dales was here in town hosting uh, the uh, NFL morning show. Uh, number one, she didn't text me to let me know that she was in town. Uh, I just happened to stumble across her on TV. And of course I text her right away. And I was like, you're in town, come play pickleball with me. And so her tech, her text message back to me was, hold on. It's for somebody like, let's, let's be honest. Like Stacy's probably like has more athleticism than you and I combined. Right. Oh, I mean, not you, but definitely more than me. I mean, so she's, so she's she's like a, you know, pro basketball player. Exactly. So she says, ha, huh, I'd break my neck playing that or ankles. LOL. I, I, I think she like she's so t- she'd be so dominant. Her wingspan at the kitchen. She'd be a beast. I don't understand how she's oh, not for playing. Sure. Right. I mean, she would she would dominate for sure. If she wanted to do it, she could definitely dominate. Yeah, but she said that she'd break her neck or her ankles. So you got to get on that. Have you played pickleball yet? You know, I have not, I've only played like once or twice and it was fun, but I, I haven't gotten like into it. A lot of people I know are into it though. Maybe you might be the most, but a lot of people are right up there with you. So from, from what I understand, Rich Eisen is really into it. Oh, Rich, you know, I mean, I, but I feel like his into it and your into it are different things. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm born or I'm borderline. Like I, I literally, 
I play every day. I play every morning yep. for three hours. In fact, I travel on Tuesday and Wednesday mornings. I travel, I'm in traffic for an hour to get to an indoor court in Chatham to play wow. indoor pickleball That's at center like, court. Yeah. Very, it, it's, very impressive. You know? Yeah. It, it's dumb. It's, it's ridiculously dumb. Uh, but I love it. No, you love it. It's great. Not dumb if you love it. Yeah, the fact that I'm in traffic for an hour and 15 minutes every morning on Tuesday and Wednesdays is but dumb. It's, but it's something to make it that you love. I don't know. I think if you love something and you're willing to do it, it's good for you. And it's athletic and good for your health. So I, I think it's a win. I, I want to do so. I want to create something fun with it. Like try to create something like where I get like professional athletes to compete against one another and like be an organized okay. some type of, right? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm like brainstorming. Like pickleball? Yeah, I'm I'm brainstorming. I want to create something fun around it. But nonetheless, let's stop talking about me. Um, let's start talking about the NFL. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland joining us. You see her all over the NFL network uh, each and every day. And she does a phenomenal job. And we're blessed to have her each and every Saturday with us here on 90.7 ESPN. Uh, let's dive into our Washington Commanders Giants game. Giants, a dog at home, getting three. Almost beat the Buffalo Bills last week. People feel that that was a bogus call or not no call uh, with Darren Waller in the back of the end zone almost beat the Buffalo Bills. But nonetheless, I think this is going to be another week with Tyrod Taylor. Saquon Barkley is expected to play. The offensive line still not 100%. Sam Howe and those commanders coming to town. How would you play this, if at all? I actually think that the Giants are going to win this game. I, I don't feel like as confident. I know. I think it's an upset in the making for a couple of reasons, but... One, they've stopped, like, they've done a much better job of being situational about, like, blitzing, which, I, you know, like, we know they're going to blitz, we get it, but maybe not as often. In fact, now the Minnesota Vikings have taken over as the most blitz-happy team in the league. But when I'm looking at the opportunity to run against the commanders, that's really where things start to, to, to come together. And I think that the game plan, again, regardless of the quarterback, but with Tyrod Taylor and Saquon Barkley together, I think the game plan actually matches up well against the the Washington defense that is, is they've got some good pass rushers, but on the back end they're vulnerable still. Wow! So Cynthia Freeland is calling an, an upset. So the Giants, you could actually like the get upset. them on. I I I love it. Uh, you can get the Giants on the money line at plus one thirty, plus one thirty. I'm just saying, uh, two really good games on the slate. This week, one is your Detroit Lions. By the way, I just want to state for the record, it wasn't a week ago. It was two weeks ago. I went on Daily Wager and I told folks, um, of course, before the season started, I said the Lions are going to win the division. But two weeks ago, I went on and I said, listen, now's a good time to bet on the Lions to win the NFC and for the Lions to win the Super Bowl because... At that point in time, they had the easiest schedule remaining of all 32 teams in the NFL. The 49ers and the Eagles, top 10 in regard to most difficult schedule remaining. The 49ers, starting this week and and, and heading into week 18, have a negative 20-day rest disadvantage against their opponents. And oh, by the way, those teams have to face each other uh, once in December. So I told folks two weeks ago, to jump on the Detroit Lions, again, to represent the NFC and to possibly win the Super Bowl. And now everybody's on them this week, Cynthia. Now everybody's on them. 
Uh, this is They're the Detroit Lions though. team. They're getting three in Baltimore. The over-under is 43. How are you playing this matchup? My gut says the Lions lose, but my math says the Lions win. So I'm going to go with my math here. I know, but I, I've been a Lions fan my whole life. I've never seen a playoff win. So, you know, like not even one game. So, well, you're young. It, it, it's you're young. You have your whole life ahead of you, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, no, like my – but my math says the Lions. I'm, you know, obviously I would feel a little bit better if David Montgomery were playing, but – the Lions O-line is actually playing very well. And mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs, they said that he's going to get his, like, full complement of the explosiveness that we were promised ahead of the season. But, you know, I, I think it's really the combination of Amon Ross St. Brown, the O-line, and the fact that they've created this game plan for Jared Goff that actually makes him the second-best downfield passer in terms of in terms of uh, uh, quarterback rating. So 10-plus air yard attempts, he has second-best quarterback rating. So, uh, so I've got a nugget for you here. Um, the Ravens are the 14th team in the history of the trips across the pond to return from London without a buy. Okay. 12 yeah. of the previous 13 teams were either tied or trailing in the fourth quarter. 12 of the 13. Interesting. Right. Feel free to use that tomorrow on your programs. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I will. I love it. I'll give you. I'll I think it's a real. I think it's I'll a really, like, really. I think it's a really good nugget. I think it's a really good nugget. It's a great nugget, obviously. <laughs> obviously, it's coming from me. Uh, the other big game: the Miami Dolphins heading to the city of brotherly love, where we've got the brotherly love push, tush, tush, push, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is an Eagles team. They are favored by three at home. The over-under is 51 and a half. This is a Miami Dolphins team. Don't play as well on the road as they do at home. Uh, what say you? The over-under is 51 and a half. What are you expecting in this matchup? I expect more points than 51 and a half. That, that I feel the most confident about. I was surprised because, like, in my gut, I, I was kind of like, okay, well, they get Jalen Phillips back, so perhaps Miami would be the choice here. But my math, especially when you get Lane Johnson off the injury report and Jalen mm-hmm. Carter is returning for the Eagles, that makes a huge difference. So I actually have the Eagles winning and by more than three points, which just my gut is like, whoa, like, I think Miami and my gut, but my math has the Eagles, and in part because, I think that, you know, again, O-lines matter, but also the question mark for both teams are the defense, and the Eagles' defense is just better in in my, you know, estimations. They're better at, at affecting what they – and disrupting the run game a little bit more, which will in turn you – know, obviously, Tua likes to use short passes. He uses, you know, the – like the, fat, the second fastest time to throw, like 2.37 seconds since 2020. So, you know – those quick passes make a big difference, but Jalen Carter right there in the middle is going to make things way different. So uh, interesting nugget for you here. Uh, the Eagles are 13 and 22 straight up without Lane Johnson. They're 84, 48 and one straight up with him. Just to kind of give you an idea I mean, of the significance of what this big man means uh, to right. this team and their win loss record, which is, which is, is, is pretty unbelievable. Um, you know what's wild that he's played that many games. Like that's right. a lot of games. It's a lot of games. Eighty-four, forty-eight, and one. And then, like, what was the other one? Uh, the other one was thirteen and twenty-two, straight up without. So 
Yeah, that's a lot of potential games that he could have played. You know what? Like, that's a crazy number of years in the league. Sometimes you forget just how long Lane Johnson has been dominant for. Uh, Before we start talking fantasy, because we always like to talk fantasy with you, is there another game on this uh, slate that you really love heading into tomorrow? I don't know about love, but I'm very interested to see what happens between the Bucks and the Falcons because it's for first place in the South. I don't know what's going on in the South. It's like such a confusing, such a confusing division. And you know, obviously with the with the Saints losing on Thursday, that makes it up for grabs. So I actually want to see if we we see Arthur Smith really get back to dominating on the using the run. We saw the Lions last week give a little bit of a blueprint for how to target some of the deeper areas. So I guess this is my 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 hope to see like who's more for real. Is it the Falcons and their offense, or is it you know the the Bucks and what they've got going on? Because to me, maybe you know Baker Mayfield started off really strong, but like maybe the the Mike Evans trick against AJ Terrell. Now that's a really tough matchup. So they got to see if they can get Chris Godwin. Maybe even Kate Otten, that's a fantasy nugget for later, uh, involved in that pass-catching game. So I have another nugget for you. And again, feel free to use this tomorrow on your broadcast. Uh, the Falcons have struggled in the first half with Desmond Ritter. 0-10, Cynthia, against the first-half spread in his career. Eesh. Failing to cover the first-half spread by an average of six points per game. And he's on the road, no bueno. He's definitely really even more more horrible on the road than he is at home. He just threw three picks on Sunday at home. He hasn't won away in the NFL. He's 0-4, and Atlanta has a total of 13 points, and it's two games away from home this year. Of course, one of them was in London. So I do love the Bucks minus one and a half in the first half. Just throwing it out there. I think that's, I think that's a very smart play. Just throwing it out there. Uh, before we do start talking fantasy, the Jets, they are on a bye. Everybody's on vacation. God knows what they're doing. Maybe playing pickleball. Who knows? Uh, but, okay. you know, I said that this Jets team would be fortunate if they were 3-3 three and three at the end of their uh, their six weeks heading into the bye. But, of course, that was with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, needless to say, they're 3-3 three and three with Zach Wilson, which is really unbelievable. Their schedule gets a lot easier. What are your thoughts? What are your expectations yep. for this Jets team for the remainder of the season, Cynthia? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because every team has, like, there's, there's a little bit of, like, like, one or two key plays that really, really change the trajectory of every game. But having a strong defense and having a strong run game really nullifies some of the things that could be potential turnovers, right? If you're in third and manageable, it's way different than third and long. So I'm looking at this and seeing Brees Hall as being this, like, really, really important factor going forward. And I feel like as long as Brees Hall stays healthy and the run game stays able to operate the way that it has been, meaning the O-line's playing as they've been playing as well as I've seen them play in years. So those two things together with this championship caliber defense and like the ridiculousness of Garrett Wilson being able to catch like anything sideways, upside down, one hand, maybe just with his pinky, maybe that's his next trick. But I actually think that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, just because the AFC is so stacked, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I think that they will, they're, they're very, very well likely will be contending for a wild card spot. I don't think they win the division, but I think a wild card spot is definitely, is definitely uh, in contention. 
Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.70 SBN. Uh, you can see her all over the NFL network each and every day uh, and does a phenomenal job on Sundays as well. Before we let you go, we always like to talk fantasy beyond the obvious. Who are some of the quarterbacks you're eyeing heading into week seven, Cynthia? If they are or were a lion, you want them. Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff are two that I think are in great position. Do I like have a favorite between the two? I actually think Matthew Stafford will outperform Jared Goff, but both are probably available and certainly in DFS, really good plays. Uh, I'm I'm eyeing Geno Smith against Arizona, Brock Purdy against Minnesota. Love me some Jordan Love against Denver as well. And I think Sam Howe has some success against the Giants uh on on sunday as well so some of the other quarterbacks i'm eyeing what about running backs that you're looking at it's interesting in this running back market because you know i feel like if they're playing you should play them especially with six teams on a buy and the amount of injuries that we've seen happen so far this season but you know i i think this might be the week where you play he has been disappointing but rashad white i think is Maybe one where in DFS you take a swing at him in certain formats because you're maybe going to have to. I think Zach Charbonnet should be on people's radar. Like, you know, they already had their buy, so, you know, it's going to be available. <laughs> and, and and it's really, to me, at the, for the Lions, whoever else is playing. So Craig Reynolds did appear as questionable. But if you're looking for that backup guy, I actually think Craig Reynolds is in a good spot here behind Jameer Gibbs. Uh, and, and, and just, uh, really quick in regard to, uh, to running backs, uh, and you're out there in LA, right? Um, Williams obviously is, is inactive. Uh, there's some talk and speculation. Is it Evans? Is it Henderson? Is it Gaskin? What what would you do if, if, who would you pick up? Like, what, what do you think happens in the backfield? I'd pick up Evans, but then I would hate it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, Evans is the one that makes the most sense, which is very, which is why I stay away from that one. Maybe, I mean, Jalen Warren in this game, if you want to pick one against the Steelers Rams game, but you know, that's, that's a, that's a tough, like I'd rather go up to San Francisco and try to figure that, you know, see if I can see if I can go get me some part of a piece of San Francisco there, or maybe even like a Jeff Wilson, like dolphins for later type of situation. So, you know, that's, that's the, I don't know. I, I Evans would be my pick, but, Again, I don't feel good about it. I hear you. Wide receivers, who do you like? Well, Jameson Williams caught a touchdown last week in Tampa Bay, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have to go back to that playbook because if you look at where some of the vulnerable spots of the Ravens' defense happen to be, it's kind of it's they're still banged up, right? Marlon Humphrey is back, but he's not full Marlon Humphrey. He certainly, you know, he's one of the best in the league, and this year he's been a little bit more targetable. But I would imagine he's on Amon Ross, so you don't want to go elsewhere there. And then, of course, Joshua Palmer out here, the Chargers. That's a to me that one is a uh, it, it's a nice backup situation. To, you, you know, obviously Keenan Allen's going to get the majority of the throws, but with Austin Eckler back, Joshua Palmer seems to be solidly number two and filling in for some of those, you know, Mike Williams lost targets. And last but not least, uh, who are you looking at at tight end? I, I gave it away earlier, but I think Kate Otten. Um, I, it's interesting when you look at, I'm, again, I'm not playing him over Sam Laporta, right? Like I'm not playing him over Mark Andrews. I'm playing him, you know, if I have to in a situation because I've got a guy on a bye, but, you know, or, or actually in DFS too. But if you're looking at what happens in Tampa and you're like, okay, I don't know how they're going to fare here against 
A.J. Terrell, on Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin doesn't seem to be the guy Baker Mayfield's looking at. They need to get K. Dotton involved more. Only one target last week. Prior weeks has been more targets, a higher target share than that, and I think the softer spots in the Falcons' defense dictate a nice opportunity for Otten to get involved. Ooh, that's a sneaky good pick. Gotta like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, Kyler Murray. Uh, there's talk and speculation that he's going to be active and attractive next week, week eight. Uh, is that a guy that if he's on some, uh, some, some free agent waiver wires, is that a guy that you would pick up right now? Uh, yeah. I, again, I would kind of hate it, though, because here's the here's – the, I'll give you a plus and a minus. The plus is that when he's been out there in the past, he's like his average results like from the past four seasons would like make him the quarterback four for the year right now if you've got his average, like annual average, and then average those together, right? So he's always going to be scoring points because of his versatility and his use in the run game. However, here's the drawback. They have a brutal schedule after this week and in terms of defenses they face. And also, I mean, they've got the Browns in like three weeks. Woof. And when I'm looking at that and the fact that he's like, oh, he was a little bit, you know, he's definitely banged up, but like from coming off of the injury he had last year, but is he going to be a hundred percent? Does he have any chemistry with the guys that are out there? Like, I don't know. So yes, if I had to, but I, it's not my first pick, at least not until after the Browns game. <laughs> Got you. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland joining us each and every Saturday. And we're so blessed. Cynthia, thank you so much. Uh, in, enjoy your Sunday thank fun you. day, my friend. Absolutely. You too. Good luck. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Some good college football games. Uh, you've got uh, Ohio State up on uh, um, Penn State right now. What's 10-3, right? I believe the score is. Yeah, 10-6. Sorry, 10-6. Um, I told you to take uh, Penn State plus four and a half. If you did, well, you're, you're doing well right now. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, obviously, the under was the play here. That's for sure. 800-919-3776. Let's go to, uh, is it Aiton? I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. In the car. Welcome in. Thank you. Uh, last year, Anita, you and I had a conversation about um, whether we thought Daniel Jones was going to be good. You were very high on him. I was somewhere in the middle. I feel like we were both right in the sense that if you put him on San Francisco and on the Eagles, he'd be very, very good. But mm-hmm. I feel like last week, if when you saw the backup for the Giants play, that they, you saw his weaknesses in Daniel Jones's game. For example, he doesn't get rid of the ball fast enough. He never recognizes when a corner is about to come or a blitz okay, is about but, to come. But, he doesn't rec- but time out, time out really quick, and don't go anywhere. I don't want you to hang up. Uh, you know, I, I don't think this is a fair assessment because Tyrod Taylor had Saquon Barkley back. Okay. So you, yeah, you that that's that's, that's a very that's it's a very unfair true. it's a very unfair comparison because there's two ways that you counter a pass rush. Number one is good offensive line play that's going to provide your quarterback time, right? Which we know this Giants team doesn't have. And number two is a running back um, who's going to keep defenses honest, who's going to keep them on their heels because he's averaging almost five yards per carry. So Daniel had neither, neither for quite a while. So I, I don't think that's a fair assessment to say, well, you know, Tyrod Taylor did better. Well, he had Saquon Barkley, who rushed for almost 100 yards. So but he, you've got to take that in consideration. Ball, he threw the ball faster. He also recognized plays at the line of scrimmage quicker. He processed quicker, and he threw balls deep. 
these were things we didn't see from Daniel Jones. Could be but, because but, of what but, you're but, saying. But again, but again, when you have a running back, teams are not going to be as aggressive. So he's, go- he's, go- he's going to have the ability. Another thing to keep in mind, and I appreciate the phone call. Another th- thing to keep in mind is there is an ebb and flow to a game. And, and I played the position, and I'm not sitting here comparing myself to uh, Daniel Jones by any stretch of the imagination, but I played women's professional football for five years. I grew up playing football. I played Pop Warner. I made my JV football team. I played the position. Uh, there, there is an ebb and flow to a game. And if you are constantly under pressure, it is a mine F. I would say the word. It's a family show. I'll be unemployed tomorrow. tomorrow. It is a mine F if if you're you're under pressure the entire time and the quarterback position is 75% cerebral so you know you you get into a a lot of times like you don't and we saw we heard Sam Darnold say I'm seeing ghosts out there yeah that's what happens and it's not just Sam Darnold it's everyone right like it's a team sport and everybody has to do their, their everybody has to do their what they need to do to help the quarterback get time to complete a pass or to help a running back find a hole or whatever the case may be. So um, there's a rhythm and flow to a game, and if you are a quarterback like Daniel Jones who's been under duress for weeks now, it it's playing in his psyche. It has to. I don't care who you are. You could be Tom Brady. Okay, Tom Brady looked horrible once the Tampa Bay Bucks offensive line started going through injuries last year. Okay, so I don't you I don't care who you are. It's a team sport, and you know Tyra and and not to take anything away from Tyrod Taylor played a great game, was really impressed. Again, woulda coulda shoulda. Was that a horrible call without it being called pass interference or holding in the back of the end zone with Darren Waller? Who knows? First down on the goal. Do they score? Do they tie it up? We'll never know. Unfortunately, they lose. Just the mere fact that they got it to that point, I think, was really unbelievable. All the things, not taking anything away from Tyrod Taylor, but I just don't think it's fair to sit here and compare Tyrod Taylor to... Uh, to Daniel Jones when Daniel's been without two of the best players on this team and Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley. And oh, by the way, Evan Neal's should not be playing tackle. Like they need to move him to guard like now and put Justin Pugh off the couch at tackle. It's really what they need to do. 